Spirit of a living God, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, Spirit of a living God, Spirit of a living God, fall afresh on me. We worship you, Lord. Indeed, come fall afresh on us. Come fall afresh on us, Lord. Fall afresh, oh Holy Spirit. Come and fall afresh. Come and fall afresh. Come have your way, Spirit of a living God. It is our prayer that as we come before you, Spirit of the living God, you fall afresh unto each one of us, that Lord, you fall afresh upon our nation, Uganda, the Church of Christ, your people, our families, and the people that we minister to, that Lord, the spirit falling afresh unto each one of us then Lord you break us you break us that Lord our hard heartedness gives way to the power of the Lord and that Lord when you break us you completely melt us we cease to be that your work in us shall be done Lord some of us the flesh and carnal spirit our, our own reliance on self, our pride has hindered the work of the Spirit of God. And so as we come this afternoon, Lord, we pray that no longer shall we be disobedient to your leading, that no longer shall we resist you, that you will indeed fall powerfully unto each one of us. That, Lord, as we continue to study, as we continue to teach on the power, on the person of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you will descend afresh on each one of us and your people. Lord, for us joining online, we joining physically, joining in different places, King of Kings, we pray that you will fall afresh on each one of us. Friends, as we join this afternoon in prayer, maybe you are praying for certain people that are hard-hearted. There are certain grounds that have resisted the love and the power and the transforming grace of Christ Jesus. Let's bring such people, such places, such organizations and such cultures unto the Lord that the Spirit of the living God will fall afresh upon such 
a culture, such a context, and such a people that they will completely be broken unto the leading of the Lord, that they will melt, they will cease to be who they were when the Spirit of the Lord fell upon the Apostle Paul, one that had been the persecutor of the church, one that had resisted the work of God, the Spirit of God fell unto him and Paul completely was broken. His attitude, his intelligence, his person was completely broken. And he took on a new character after having been completely melted by the power of the Lord. He was filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, full of himself and then filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, it is our prayer that such a situation that happens to us, Lord, sometimes when our own physical energy and pride become a stumbling block to your leading, we come before you this afternoon, Lord, crying and pleading, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh each one of us. Fall afresh unto your church, O God, and to the leaders of the church, and to the leaders of, of your people, that all of us, God, we stop depending on self and completely rely on you. Take on your leading. Completely give ourselves to you that, Lord, you will use us to your glory. So, Lord, as we pray this afternoon, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh unto each one of us. Lord, break us. There are those things that we are stagnant with. The, the habits, Lord, that we have carried. Lord, those things that we have labeled as our sicknesses. Those things that we have accepted as family and culture that are ungodly. Lord, fall afresh unto us that such issues will break away with. And that, Lord, you will melt us and that you shall completely cease to be. And that, Lord, when we are melted before you, then you'll fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit. When you fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit, we know that you will use us, you will send us, and then we shall go out there and we'll do exploits for you in your kingdom. Could you please make that your prayer? Let's each one of us pray that you'll cease to operate based on our own vision, on our own understanding, on our own resources, and that all those are melted as we take on what God desires us to take on. Father, as we come in worship, in prayer this afternoon, speak to us, Lord, for we, your children, are listening. We are going to sing that chorus again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh unto me. And please, as we sing this, make this your prayer that you will cease to be yourself under your own control and that you'll completely lead yourself and, and live a life that is under the control and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh each one of us. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the living Oh uh -huh. 
circumstances that each one of us bring before you in prayer this afternoon, that God, this, your spirit will fall into such circumstances and such scenarios that God, you'll shape them to a vessel to situations that will be transformed to your honor and to your glory. Lord, speak to us, encourage us, Empower us, Lord, as intercessors, as a people interceding for this nation. Before we share in the word of God, I would like us to, to have a time of intercession for the city of Kampala. That the Spirit of God will fall upon the people of this city, upon the individuals of this city, upon the systems of this city. That the Lord will break such systems, be it the security systems. Lord, the Lord will break into such systems and will bring to a complete melting of the people that are practicing evil. And that when the Lord melts such people, they are completely broken, completely melted, and that the Lord will give them a new character. God will fill them with His love, with His Spirit, with His grace. We are tired, Lord, of the murders around us, the insecurities that we carry around us, the hatred, Lord, that we see among your people in and outside church, in places of work, the witchcraft, Lord, that we see driving individuals, the jealous, Lord, that we see ruling in the hearts of many. And so, Lord, we pray that your spirit will fall unto each individual, unto each person, those we know and those that we do not know, the people in the security system, Lord, those people that connive, those people that plan, those people that work out evil, that your spirit will fall unto them and melt them and bring them a complete transformation and fill them with your power. Lord, we come before you as a church that we too hear, Lord, your spirit shall fall unto us. 
Your spirit, Lord, will come unto the congregation. Your spirit will be unto the leaders, Lord, that together will be melted, will be broken, that we cease to operate in the flesh and only follow your leading because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, Jesus, speak to us in our time as we share in your word, as you did in the early church, Lord. May you do even in our time today, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Give God a big hand clap. Give God a big hand clap. Praise the Lord. Friends, that song, Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. And when the Spirit of the Living God falls afresh, His people, what happens? He breaks us. Hallelujah. He breaks us. Uh, we see the Spirit of God through Prophet Nathan falling unto King David, who had sinned. He had committed suicide. After he had murdered. He had murdered. After committing adultery, he was the king. And when Nathan spoke, Prophet Nathan speaks to him, the spirit of the living God melts his heart, breaks his heart, and he composes Psalm 51. Friends, when we see the evil around us, all we pray is that the spirit of the Lord will fall unto our city and to the different individuals, and that God's people shall be broken, people shall melt. When something melts, it loses its form. Breaking is one thing and melting is another. If, if you get a stone and break it, it can be broken into pieces. But when that stone melts, it completely loses itself. And I pray that you and I lose ourselves and we have taken on a new shape that is ready for the Spirit of God to feel. When we are filled with the Spirit of God, then we are given a new power. It's no longer us in our former state. Now in a new state, we are filled with the Spirit of God. We do business as the Lord desires. We relate as the Lord desires. We work as the Lord desires. We minister as the Lord desires. We minister out of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We repent. We, 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 we acknowledge our sin and return to God in repentance because the Spirit of God has melted us and is, and is filling us. He's giving us a new direction, a direction that is in the Lord. I am crying as I share this afternoon because we recently had many mics here, our wireless microphones. And you can't believe that a person seated in the congregation like you are seated now, and those of us that are physically present, after a funeral service on Monday, this person walked from there, came knelt here, pretended that he was praying, moved from me and came to the table here, holy table and picked the microphones went back here and prayed I don't know that the person was praying and after that went and sat in the pews put them in his bag and moved out we now have only one 
wireless microphone. So on Sunday, all of us are going to use. Father, it is our prayer that you will melt, you will break whatever the people that come in this setting and, and Lord, this is a demonstration of the evil that is happening in the city. If it can happen at the altar, if it can happen in a church service, what about out there? Lord, we come against every principality, every power of darkness. Lord, whatever schemes and strategies of the enemy, we uproot in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will descend upon us all. Upon your people. Yes, we've seen a minister murdered. We've seen another person murdered. But Lord, we see spirituality. We see mission being murdered even here in the cathedral. Father, we pray that these acts will cause each one of us to arise. To give us a holy anger. To give us a new understanding and a new perspective. To follow you that will serve you in holiness and in purity. So Lord, we pray that you will arrest every mind, every man, every thief, every power out there that is against your will. And for such a person, God, that took that act and walked the altar, bringing defilement to the altar, bringing repentance, bringing pretense unto the altar. Father, we pray that if that person does not turn to you, work out and act in their lives, Lord, that will cause them to come in repentance. And Lord, as scripture says, if these are not coming to repentance, we hand them over to the torment of the enemy until they surrender to you. Lord, cause them a restlessness. Those here and those acting in different places. Those that have become thieves in the temple and those that are thieves out there in people's businesses, in their homes. Those that are working out evil schemes against your children, Lord. We pray that you do a work in their lives that will bring them to repentance. And if they are not repenting, Lord, we hand them over to you that you'll work out and act in their lives that you'll cause many people, the eyes and the ears of many, to tingle, to come to repentance and acknowledgement of who you are, our God and the King of Kings. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Praise the Lord. What a shame, friends that these things are not happening out there, but happening here. I pray that this gives us a holy anger and, and, and a thirst as well to seek the Lord as never before. Our sharing this afternoon, as we've been sharing in our different aspects of our prayer meetings, is on the aspect, on the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And today we are looking at the aspect of divine direction. Divine direction. And more particularly, 
managing divine direction. Praise the Lord. Managing divine direction. We are going to look at Acts chapter 15 and Acts chapter 16. Critical chapters in the scriptures. Actually, without Acts chapter 15, some of us would probably not be having the gospel. Because in Acts chapter 15, there is a revolutionary turn around in the early church. The believers in the early church had built a culture, especially Jewish culture, that only believed that unless one is circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, they would not be saved. And we read that in Acts chapter 15, verse 1. Certain people, Acts 15, verse 1, certain people, came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. And the believers lost peace. Earlier in chapter 11, the Lord had communicated through one of those people, one of the apostles, who actually as well believed a lot of Judaism, or rather practiced a lot of his Jewish culture, even when he was spirit-filled, the, the apostle Peter, and God had clearly informed him and taught him through the vision that he had had that the gospel and the spirit of God was for all people that have believed in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Including the Gentiles. There was another sect that still believed there is no way these Gentiles are going to be saved and therefore they will not be spirit-filled because they are not circumcised. That became a big issue. And Acts chapter 15 settles out that matter. That's why I'm talking about divine direction. They were at a moment when they were struggling to let go of their understanding and take on God's understanding. At a time when they were struggling, letting go of depending on self and their culture to depending on what God was leading them. I don't know whether you have reached a point in your life when you are at a decision-making moment and you have to you pray and you want to make this decision and you are saying, is it God's will? Is it my will? What do I do about it? Or you encounter a culture or a community where people simply say, unless you do it our way, you can never be accepted in our midst. They were at that time when the culture of the Jews regarding their circumcision belief had become a stumbling block to the work of God. Mind you, the Lord is moving powerfully among the work, amidst the work of the apostles. As we know, the book of Acts, we also call it the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is at work and at this point, the Spirit of God is going to break down their culture. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. There are things that look impossible. There are things that look can never be changed. But let me tell you, nothing is impossible for the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why we sang this song, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh unto me. When you fall afresh unto me, you break me. Hallelujah. Some of us are in a setting, a relationship setting where people will say, people come to us and say, with that culture, our people never marry from that culture. Our people never marry from that tribe. And there are people who have decided to live a single life until their clans, until their parents accept that actually God can bring into their tribe somebody of a completely different tribe. Even for such people, when we pray, the Lord intervenes. And so at Acts chapter 15, in this famous the council at Jerusalem. You've heard about church councils, you've heard about diocesan councils and all that. The Bible talks about this council. The apostles and the elders of the church had to sit and reason this matter. We are told in verse, um, verse 4 that Paul and Barnabas uh, were sent by the believers to go to Jerusalem and in verse 4 when they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders. Acts 15, chapter uh, 15, verse 4. So they were welcomed to whom they reported everything God had done through them. What is God doing through them? God is healing people. God is doing exploits, including among the Jews. And the believers, the elders who were seated there couldn't believe that actually God was reaching out to the Jews. Some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles, verse 5 says, must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. There is no way the Gentiles are going to be saved unless they are circumcised. This time we are doing a mission in the city of Kampala with the African evangelistic enterprises. I was serving at St. Andrews Bukoto, so I was asked to be the coordinator for all the churches, Anglican and Pentecostal churches in the community of Chisasi. And so I was sent to some of the church leaders in those communities, both Pentecostal and Anglican. And I encountered exactly this. Some people were saying, that mission we can't participate in. One of the leaders said, I have been a leader in this church for the last 30 years. I have never stood on the same pulpit with the people of that side. There is no way we are going to do the mission together. And the people of that side also said, Ha! Abotu as for those we left them they don't have the Holy Spirit they do not get saved there is no way we can preach with them this is exactly what happened in Acts chapter 15 the Jews were saying those Gentiles are not circumcised they cannot be saved and the Gentiles were saying we are not circumcised 
But Cornelius, one of us, has received the Holy Spirit. What do we do? Do we chase the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Friends, when you talk about divine direction, it is God's leading, not man's leading. Hallelujah. It's all about God, not about man. It's about God's ways, not about man's ways. It's not about my culture, not about my belief system, but the standard that the Lord himself is setting. Praise the Lord. It called for a melting of these Jews, a complete breaking down by the power of the Holy Spirit of these Jews for them to accept that actually Gentiles can get on board. Just like it takes a melting, a breakdown of this reverend to accept that there is a person who is not a reverend but actually can preach powerfully the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I thought you were going to give that a big hand clap. Amen. Just as it will take somebody out there who sees this reverend and will quickly say, hey, for us to have a big surprise when this reverend actually is spirit-filled. It takes a divine guidance and divine conviction of the Lord. So when you talk about divine direction, we're talking about God himself intervening in our earthly systems and cultures and the things that you have built up and him having his complete way. We are saying we are going to be led by the spirit of God, his power to achieve his purposes. Praise the Lord. Not my purposes, but the Lord's purposes. It is God is at work. We want to join him in his work. Some of us actually invite God to join us in what we are doing and not we joining him in what he's doing. Hello? There are things we want and you say you want to fix God in your wants, in your needs, as opposed to you fixing yourself in God's needs, God's desires. That's worship. In worship, we want to get where God wants us to be, not we getting God where we want him to be. Maybe sometimes as we've prayed, you, you, you go and work out something yourself, and then later you say, eh, hey, by the way, God, I have started a business. God, it is not moving well. God, I, I am going to tithe at the end of the month. <laughs> you are saying, God, from the beginning, I didn't consider you, but now I consider you. In a divine direction, we are saying, God, it's about you, not about me. Let your will, let your purposes be fulfilled. Praise the Lord. It is always a struggle for us to let go of our way and to take on God's way. It takes us to pray. And the Bible says about this council in Jerusalem in verse 6 that the apostles and the elders met to consider this question. The question of must Gentiles be circumcised or required to keep the law of Moses in order for them to be born again? Must they, must this Anglican stop wearing his collar in order for him to be born again? Must we pull this altar table away in order for us to be born again? Oh, must everyone wear a collar in order to preach the gospel? You understand? Those matters, those big questions. 
Verse 7 says, after much discussion. It wasn't a discussion of one hour. It wasn't a discussion of a few minutes. It was after much discussion. These people must have prayed. These people must have depended on God. After much discussion, the Lord gave a direction. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, don't get tired of discussions. Some of us are tired of discussing with our parents. Others are tired of discussing with their children. Others are tired of discussing with their cultural heads. For these people, it was after much discussion. They must have postponed. Now the meeting hasn't arrived at a resolution, so let us come back tomorrow. Maybe. But I, there were people there that were committed to the Lord that remained in prayer. They didn't rush a decision. These days, when people have discussed and things are not happening, somehow somebody changes the minutes. These people continued to pray. And after much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Peter is addressing them, giving his own testimony of what the Lord has already done. And when he finished addressing them, in verse 13, we are told, James spoke up and he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. And because of what the Lord has already done, the rest of us should follow suit. We are told that a letter was written. You know, when something is put in writing, it shows how serious the matter has been. So a letter is written. Many times before we people ask them, bring a letter from your parents, girl. Bring a letter from your parents, dear boy. So that, uh, male and female, so that we are sure that what you are doing has been authenticated by your parents and therefore your clan and your culture. Verse 22 says, Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and sent them to Antioch. With Paul and Barnabas, they chose Judas, called Basabas, and Silas, men who were leaders among the believers. And the letter that they wrote is well put at verse 23, moving on to verse 29. Them explaining that God has given us a guidance. And with this guidance, verse 28 says, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. So everything has been changed. This is all that is required. You are going to abstain from food sacrifice to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Verse 31 says, the people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Give God a big hand clap. Praise the Lord. The, when the Gentiles received it, they were like, yes! This is what we wanted. When there is a divine direction, when you take on the direction of the Lord, there is that gladness, there is that joy, there is that celebration, there is that, wow, this is what the Lord has desired. Praise the Lord. 
You see, many times we give testimonies of how some of us got married and people tend to think you are overdoing it. But I remember there is this Mnyankole girl I really loved with the whole of my heart and my body and everything. But it appears that wasn't God's choice for me. E, I cried over her when she said no to me. And then later God brought this Muchiga Kenyan girl. I look back and rejoice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I look back and rejoice. Friend, you could be at that point when you are wondering what choice to make. Seek God. And sometimes it is very difficult, like it was a very difficult decision for the Jews to let go of their culture. Sometimes we must let go of what we've held on for years in order for us to see this joy and peace coming our way. The people were glad. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you're in a meeting and you want to make a decision and the decision doesn't seem to be coming and then you say people let's go back and pray. Let's listen to what God is saying and then eventually after time you say having been guided by the Lord we have been led to do A, B, C, D and the people stand up and say Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord has prepared that that is the decision that is for them. The people were glad when they read it because it was an encouraging message. Now, this takes us to chapter 16. Chapter 16, the Apostle Paul now begins to move out of Jerusalem. He's on now on his second missionary journey. He's reaching out to God's people. And they continue to read the decision of the council to all other people. In some settings, when a senior church leader writes a letter, that letter is distributed to all the other churches that subscribe to that that kind of, uh, the, the hierarchy of that church. In the church of Uganda, when the bishop writes a letter, that letter is taken to all churches. Usually this happens on Easter, on Christmas, and when the letter is read, everyone is attentive. And if the letter is guided by the Holy Spirit, you see people clapping their hands. We saw this recently when we were at the consecration in um, North Kigezi, after the bishop elect and now the bishop had read his charge, everyone was like, yes, spirit-filled charge. And so in Acts chapter 16, verse 4, we read that as Paul and his team are traveling from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Do you see that? People are strengthened in faith and they are growing in numbers. Why? Because a divine direction has been considered. We also know situations where councils took their own direction and the church numbers began to dwindle. We also know where some of us have taken a worship direction. As long as it is according to ASB, if you have skipped that, and, and we know churches that are drying because they have stuck to tradition. This part to break their tradition in order for the church to be strengthened and for the church to grow 
in numbers. I would like us to pray before we share some few points on managing divine direction. That you and I, the Lord gives us grace to allow the Lord to do his work in order for us to see the joy and the peace and the growth and the celebration. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, some of us are at a point when we feel stuck. Nothing is moving. Nothing seems to be making sense. And, and we are wondering, God, where did we go wrong? Maybe it is that we have not sought your face. Maybe, Lord, when we sought your face, you spoke and we missed out on the direction you are giving. Lord, as we share in this message today, I pray that such a person will let go of what they desire for themselves and open up to what you desire for them. We are going to sing this song, Trust and Obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but only to trust and obey. These elders, after having sat much and discussed and reasoned, they chose to trust and obey the leading of the Lord. And the result was great celebration, continued growth, the move of God carried on. Thank you, Jesus. We the Lord. on our way while we do his good will he abides with us still trust and obey trust and obey for there is no the way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey Lord that is our prayer and that is our take that Lord we shall trust we will obey for we know there is no other way but to be happy in you when we have trusted and obeyed you. Lord, as you would change the system of the believers in the early church, we invite you to intervene in our systems today as leaders in church, as leaders in different settings, leaders in our homes, in our cultures, that God will allow for divine guidance and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive somebody, King of glory, sister, brother. Maybe you made a decision outside the leading of the Lord. Ask the Lord to forgive you. 
and ask the Lord to, to, to help you re-strategize, come back to his leading. Some of us are in leadership positions. We are stuck in these organizations simply because of our predecessors and a system that has built a culture of depending on self. Lord, I pray for your heavenly grace upon all your children, upon us all, that won't take our direction, but your direction. Some of us are fearing what will happen when we make that change. Lord, may you give boldness and courage unto such a person to make the direction that is in your will and your purposes. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, how do we manage divine direction? How do we manage divine direction? Two things. One, being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit. When you are sensitive, you are alert, you are awake. You, you keep your senses clear. And you know, we live in a world that has lost its sensitivity to what God is doing because of the temptations around us. So you want to be 24 hours alert to what the Lord is doing. Let's see this in Acts chapter 16 from verse 6 to, from verse 6 carrying on to verse 9. And I'm going to read this very quickly. So Paul and his companions, uh, Acts 16, verse 6, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of, of Phagia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Listen that. They were preaching the gospel, and the Holy Spirit says, don't go to Asia. I am taking you to a different direction. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine, even when you are serving God and you're doing his work, God can say, don't go this way, go this way. You know about um, in the Old Testament when uh, one of the prophets had to take his own direction and how it turned out bitter for him. So when they, so first, they want to go somewhere to Asia and the Spirit says, don't go there. Verse 7. The second time, the Spirit stops them. When they came to the border of Mesia, they tried to enter Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them. Can you imagine? They are preaching the gospel, but the Spirit of God is saying, no, that's not my will. Don't preach there. For them to obey, they must have been very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. At this point, that's when they can say, but how do you know that it's the Spirit? How do you know that they, 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 they remained connected to the leading of the Lord? And verse 8, so they passed by Mysia and went on to Tros. During the night, Paul had a vision, hallelujah, of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. Praise the Lord. Sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you are praying with people and say, Reverend, I had a dream last night, but I have forgotten. Some people, even before they dream, they are already sensitive to what the dream is going to be. When we are sensitive to the Spirit, when the dream comes, it already confirms what the Lord has been doing in your life. Hallelujah. 
Even when it is a wrong dream, you'll be able to tell the son, no, this is a wrong dream. In that dream, a man is calling the Apostle Paul to go to Macedonia. Leave Asia, go to Macedonia. And many times we talk about the Macedonian call. The Macedonian call has got to do with, I am not prepared for it. I didn't desire it. It is inconveniencing. It is getting into my comfort. But because it is the call of the Lord, I am going there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That we are putting God's purposes above my purposes. Lord, I pray each one of us present here, Lord, every leader, that you'll cause us to develop a sensitivity to the leading of the Lord. That you'll come out of the flesh, that you'll come out of our own understanding, that will allow you to interrupt with our plans in order for us to say yes. In Christ Jesus our Lord we pray. Do you see how God interrupted their plans? They said, let's go and preach in Asia. God said, no. Let's go and preach in, in Messiah, in Bithynia. God said, no. He is sincerely God. And God, you have really interrupted with my plans. They were ready to be interrupted with God's, to, in order to do God's will. And then number two, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, then number two, obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can be sensitive and we fail to obey. As a leader, sometimes God has said this and it is clearly that, but I use my logic and I begin to reason God and I do the opposite and I end up where I was at the beginning. God forgive me. Anyone like me, the Lord forgive us. And so verse 10, they obeyed. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once. Do you see that? Could we read that together? Together let's read that. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to live for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Praise the Lord. At once, they were not going to, to debate it. They were not going to think about it. They were not going to consult anyone. At once. Some of us in decision making, we struggle. So people get stuck. There's a traffic jam of decisions not made simply because people are not acting at once in obedience. At once, they obeyed and went to Macedonia. When they reached Macedonia, I want to conclude with the results of a spiritual direction well managed. We see that in the verses that are following because there in verse 14 in Macedonia, they went to preach to a group of people, verse 13 tells us, and one of the people listening, verse 14 says, was a woman from the city of Theatra named Lydia, a dealer in purple. She was a worshiper of God, a worshiper of God not yet born again. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Praise the Lord. She was a powerful worshiper. She would sing to Katonda. But because of the obedience and the sensitivity to the Spirit, she comes to know the Lord. And her entire household was baptized. Give God a big hand clap. 
We also read later alone, and we are going to be hearing this later this evening and, and tomorrow, the aspect of what happens to Paul and Silas when they are imprisoned. A jailer gets, gets saved. Hallelujah. When a jailer gets saved, it is equal to the people that murdered the minister, the people that murdered the other person, the one who came and stole items from here. God saved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why? Divine direction has been taken. We also told that there was a young girl that was a sorcerer who was also demon-possessed. This girl was delivered. Why? Spiritual direction, divine guidance has been taken. Let's stand and we pray. I'm going to pray and then we'll bring our giving as well as we serve the Lord. And remember, it is your giving that we use together to go out there and preach the gospel. Right now, we have a mission team that is in a village called Chimasa, uh, Reverend Betty's village in Bujiri district. It is your giving that does this mission. And we hope that one day you online, uh, we that are physically present, you'll invite us to your village and we pray in your village and that we, we see God's healing, that the jailers, people that are imprisoned in your village will be healed. I want us to pray a general prayer that calls us for the obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit as individuals, as a church, as your organization, in different faiths, Pentecostal, Anglican, the city of Kampala will only be impacted when we let go of our cultures and take on the divine guidance the Lord is giving us. Father, our prayer that all of us melt before you and we follow your direction and we'll follow your will. Lord, I pray for each individual here, the people joining online, that together will cease to depend on self, but completely depend on you. That even in our systems, in our leadership, we, we seek your face, we pray to you, that we are able to take your direction, not our direction. And that, Lord, you give us an alert mind, a sensitive mind. There is a lot of noise around us, Lord. We lose sensitivity to you because of the temptations of things around us. Lord, by your grace, guide somebody, restrict somebody, control us by the Spirit to only give attention to you. Lord, I pray that as we give attention to your will, as we obey your direction, that we shall not fear the repercussions because as we can see, there is going to be joy, there is going to be celebration, there are going to be huge rewards. People are going to get born again. Principalities are going to be pulled down when we take your direction. Even jailers are going to come to know you as Lord and Savior. The people that are imprisoned, Lord, will come to you. Lord, impossibilities will become possible. By your grace, Lord, may you enable somebody who's about to make a business decision, a relationship decision, a ministry decision to do your work and to follow you. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Give God a big hand clap, friends. Thank you. Thank you.